Okay, welcome. Almuna class. Hold out a few more moments while we get ready. Tell me when starting. Ready now. Let's go. Checking the sound, making sure. Thank God we have a professional team that wants to make sure everything sounds the best. We give thanks to them. Oh, we're going. Welcome to our seventh Femuna class with Rav Sholem Orish hosting in our beautiful studio in Yushalayim Rav Kodesh for our Q&A with our excellent translation from Rav Dayan Elgrad to English and our special, special guest, a good old friend of mine, Eliezer Kosoy, also known as Elion, a student of the Rav, someone who's going to be Samechas with his music. And we're going to start this class with some feedback. Thank God, it's always good to start off with some positive notes. Not only is it two bav, well, after the three weeks, but we're weeks away from Uman Rosh Hashanah, something the Rav wants to speak about tonight. But we first have to say thank you all for the appreciated feedback and questions. And this is someone wrote this true saying. This is what they wrote. They're saying, no matter your race and status, we should understand how to show kindness to people. That should be the focus, said my team. We should be able to give kindness to people and not, God forbid, to uh, neglect the people around us. So that's thank you for sending us that. And I think that's what all our Muna classes are about, that we're getting, making sure the Rav has the opportunity to speak to all of you in English. It's a big schus. The next feedback, loving the new Muna classes with Rav Orish and guests. I've watched them all a few times. Wow. Thank you so much. And, and the truth is, we're getting over 50,000 views on some of the classes. I was just with Mordechai the Chosen, uh, Mordechai Ben Avram, tonight at his vort. And Baruch uh, Hashem, he made a Lachaim tonight. And our friend Nissen Black was on his way there. And other people, our guests, uh, even during this corona time, we're still able to make simchas. And that's the way we want to go. We also just watched your classes. It was lovely. I really like them. Please keep this up. So we just have to say thank you again. Um, and oh, someone wants to ask now a question. So we're going to go now to Rav Elgrod to our question and answer. And please, can the Rav and the Dayan please take us? Oh, yes. Sorry, I forgot. 100%. We need to go into the song for, for everything. Thank you. Rav, the Khan. Okay, Shir. This is a song uh, I, I was inspired uh, when I learned in Chucha Chesed. Uh, in the in the book uh, Forest Fields They Are, Rav said, this, "All of life is five words: bli tefila ze bli Hashem, im tefila ze im Hashem." So, this is a song we'll try to play now. Im Tvila, Zeim Hashem. Im Tvila, 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 Zeim Hashem Im Tvila, Im Tvila, Zeim Hashem Im Tvila, Im Tvila, Zeim Hashem Im Tvila, Im Tvila, Zeim Hashem Hashem Rotze, Tvila Tenu Hashem Ratzet, Tilatino, Libeno. Litila, Litila, Zebeli Hashem. Litila, Litila, Zebeli Hashem. Litila, Litila, Zebeli. Hashem, Belitvila, Belitvila, 
The Rav says you should have said it in English so that people can understand the words. Without tefillah, or let's start positive. With tefillah, with tefillah, that is with Hashem. With tefillah, with prayer, then you are with Hashem. With tefillah, if we will pray, then we're with Hashem. If we pray, if we pray every day, then we're with Hashem. Hashem, He wants our prayers. Hashem, He wants our hearts, our hearts. Hashem is prayer. And we want to thank again Eliezer Kosai coming special to sing words of the Rav. Shalom should sing his beautiful eighters of the power of tefillah and amuna. And as I apologize before, I almost forgot that this the whole point of this class, the seventh class, is a Muna song. We want to put together Muna with music. And we have, thank God, beautiful questions from our listeners. But it's very important that we, we get everyone into a good state of mind after the three weeks. And we have during the Sheva Shabbos of Nechomta, of comfort. And we want to ask now Ravel God to take away with the questions. Well, we have a beautiful opening question, which is very relevant to all of us today. I'd like to read it out. Can music nowadays help us come to a Muna and Tshuva? Does it have the power to create bridges or due to the rules of Judaism, create divide? Shualim Arav, ha'im le'muzika, yesh et ha'koach l'avi adam l'idei emuna v'tshuva. Ha'im ha מוזיקה יכולה לחבר בין אנשים, או שבגלל חוקי היהדות היא דווקא מפרידה בין אנשים. משיח יחזיר את כל העולם בתשובה רק על ידי הניגון שלו. משיח will bring the whole world into תשובה, will make everyone repent only through the power of his music. יהיה לו כינור, he will have a violin, שיש בו 72 מטרים, that has in it 72 strings. מניין חסד. just like the numerical value of the word חסד, mercy. ונגיד כאלה ניגונים שהלב של הבן אדם נמשך להשם. He will play with those 72 strings of grace, such music that a person's heart will only want and yearn to Hashem. אבל אתה כתוב על לאי אמנו, שנועד לוי, שממנו הם היו מנגנים בבית המקדש, אתה ילווה אישי אליי. On our holy mother, Leah, it says that when she had her third son born, Levi, who used to sing in the Beis HaMikdash, she said, now my husband will accompany me through the power of music. The tunes, the songs, is the thing that connects people more than anything else. Rabbi Nachman Abreslov said that every Torah has its own special unique tune. And the tune of Emunah, of faith, is the highest tune of all other tunes. 
רבינו אמר, אם הוא ינגן תורה וממש ירקוד אותה, העולם יתבטא במציאות. רבי נחמן אברסלב אמר שאם אתה תקח את התורה ותתקח את התורה ותתקח את התורה, אז הריאליטי יהיה פשוט להתבלש, כי הוא יתבלש את התורה הכי ספירטואלית. אדרמה, כל ההווי של עם ישראל זה שירה בשבתות, בחגים, בבית כנסיות, הכל זה שירה. On the contrary, the essence of Am Yisrael is singing, singing on Shabbat, singing on Yom Tov, singing in Shul. We are about singing. Would like Rabbi Leyeza to say a few words about this issue. Um, <clears throat> singing, music. Uh, That's your story of the journey with how music is so part of your munna and your journey. For all of us, we all got a chizuk from your songs. Uh, music has always been... Music has always been a big part of my life. When I came to learn in yeshiva, I, I had a mistake to think I have to throw away things and only Torah. And thank God I had Eli to remind me, music, you keep doing the music. And um, I started to compose songs, and it's a way of expressing. To connect. Yeah. I understand this. I, I went through this with other students of mine who thought that they've got to leave everything behind and only concentrate on Torah. You have to live through this world using the power of Torah, whether you're in the theater, whether you're in the movies, whether you're on television, use the power of Torah. We're now sitting here in this beautiful studio using all these technological vessels to spread out the word and the power of Torah. That means smile. <laughs> you have three albums that I'm aware of online that we helped together put them up on Spotify, YouTube, and one of them is called Return. When did you write that? Because that was a long time ago. Uh, yeah, that was before I came to Yeshiva at Or Sameach. I was uh, in different places in the world and saw lots of Jews. And I saw there's so many Jews in far, far places. And I started to think maybe I need to look more into Yahadut, into Judaism. And, uh, and when I came to Or Sameach, I, I was encouraged by a Rav to learn there. And uh, Hashem, I, over time, I started to realize to take, take, like we just said, to take all the vests, all the different things, and try to elevate them to try to come close to Hashem and to use your, your talents. Seems like it was a quality album. It wasn't just like a guy playing on the guitar like by himself. It's a studio album. Yeah, no, we put, uh, I put a lot of effort and uh, a lot into that album before I came to, to Israel. And uh, yeah, it was a lot, of, uh, a lot of searching for years and it came out into the album which is called Return, feeling like coming back to who, who I am, who I was. And then now we have two more albums, Elyon, the classic one, and, yeah. and Matt's Minna Or, which yeah. is the song you played from now, it's from the latest, the newest. Yeah, the, the, the song we just played is from a new album called Me'at Minna A Little Bit of Light. Okay. Which is... One, one more question before we get to the questions. Yeah. How did the Rav help? Because we know that many of the songs in this album have the words from the Rav, mm -hmm. the lyrics from the Rav. So can you, can you explain that? Uh, when I was, after Or Sameach, many years later, I, I always had a, a strong... Uh, connection to Emuna. When I was in Uman for Rosh Hashanah, I saw somebody selling a book and it said the Garden of Emuna. And I was very drawn to the book. And um, I purchased, I bought the book. 
and very connected to it. And uh, over the next year or so, year and a half, I ended up finding myself learning in the Rav's yeshiva. And the one thing that was amazing was I saw that the people that are that are in the Rav's yeshiva and learning his svarim, I found them in the forest. They're, they're actually doing the holy things the Rav speaks about, speaking to Hashem in your own words, in, in the forest, trying to bring out your heart, bring out your abilities. Amazing. So can we go to the questions and we'll come back? Yeah, Please great. Uh, well, we have another incredible question that is concerning simcha and concerning music. Rabbi Nachman Abresov speaks a lot about the power of a menagin kasher, of a kosher player, someone who is a special person who plays the tunes. What does that mean, a menagin kasher? Rabbeinu medaber ala koach menagin kasher. Ma mashmaut shlizeh? Again, menagin kasher is a Adam ששאר באמת שאל השם באמת שאר לסמך את השם שאר להתקרב לשם אז שאדם ממש שאל השם a kosher musician means that when he sings he sings to Hashem he sings to become closer to Hashem his songs purposes are to bring people closer to Hashem his music is yearning to Hashem, is wanting to become closer to Hashem. Just now, like we heard Abeliezer sing, is singing how he wants to be closer to Hashem, pray to Hashem. Be part of Hashem. As I'm again, but Hashem. So the musician himself, when he's playing, it brings him closer to Hashem. And anyone that hears him also becomes closer to Hashem. Smile. <laughs> Okay, has another question? Yes. We've had many, many questions regarding Uman Rosh Hashanah. We're nearing Uman Rosh Hashanah. We're already in the middle of the month of Av. And people are asking, why do I need to go the Yesir to Rosh Hashanah? There's so many problems with coronavirus going on. I've been there for so many years. So what happens if this year, if I don't go, is it the end of the world? Very important question. Let's explain what Rosh Hashanah is. Rosh Hashanah is a festive day, but it is also the day of judgment. Rosh Hashanah, On Rosh Hashanah, Hashem determines what is going to happen with the person through the next year and practically for the rest of his life. It's the day of judgment. If a person had it, had it had to be going on trial every single year, and every year he took the best attorney, the best advocate he could, and every single year he got such a, such a wonderful life, such a wonderful judgment. So this year there's a judgment. So what happens if this year if I don't take the best attorney, the best advocate I can? That is when we look at the person himself. But when we look at what, what Rabbi Nachman Abresov said, that every single person that comes to Uman on Rosh Hashanah gives Rabbi Nachman Abresov himself the tools to amend everyone in the world. Mm-hmm. 
אחד, אחד נוסף זה שאי אפשר להבין איזה כלים רבי נחמן סביר לו. Every single person that comes is such an immense power, you can't even understand the tools that he gives Rabbi Nachman in order to amend the whole world. Every single person that goes to Rosh Hashanah to Uman, when Mashiach comes, he will tell him, you have part in the redemption in the Gula. That's why everyone must come to Uman. The blazer Shaina, may Hashem bless him, is already working there for more than a month, preparing Uman for all the Jews that are going to come. They're working, preparing everything. Not long ago, I myself was in Oman. People who own hotels there are now starting to prepare their hotels for all the people who are going to come from Rosh Hashanah. Everyone must enlist in the, with, with the flight agents and come to Oman for Rosh Hashanah. That's what Rabbeinu said. Speak it out loudly that every single person that believes in me, every single person that follows me, none must be missing from Rosh Hashanah. <laughs> Everyone come to Rosh Hashanah. Go and enlist with your travel agent now, today. The good news is that we do have, um, for, especially for Chutzpah Chesma, we have uh, the Rav's son, Rav Notan, who's busy with the, uh, all the flights. And we did put up the information and we can put it up again on our sites. How to contact him if you'd like to go through him with the flights, especially from where it's as well. And we'd like to, again, have the Rav, please, to ask another question. Well, we'd like to ask another question about Rosh Hashanah. People are saying that they are afraid this year because of the coronavirus. Should they be afraid going to Uman? Anashim Arab Omrim Shem Fahadim Bilala Corona Linsoa Luman and Srihim Lefahed? Really and truly, how should we look at this whole issue of the coronavirus pandemic even without Speaking now about Rosh Hashanah. Is the corona a reality that determines what is going to happen in the world? The coronavirus is something that Hashem, the Creator, created it. He is the one who brought it to the world. And everything that happens so far is under Hashem's supervision, supervision to the exact small points. And this is now a trial of Emuna. If you believe, you're not afraid. But that doesn't mean that if you're not afraid, you're now going to walk in the middle of the road. You need to know, I myself was an Uman a couple of weeks ago. You must take care of yourself. You must listen to the instructions. But 
It's possible to do that. When you come to Uman, you don't specifically have to go in to Rabbi Nachman's gravesite himself, into what's called the Ohel, the Tzion. You can stand outside. Rabbi Nathan said that if you see it with your eyes, it's good enough. You don't have to mingle with all the people around. You can stay with your close friends who they themselves take care of all the different, of all the different precautions. Take care of yourself. But you can go to Uman and you can be safe there. Thank you. Very good. Because someone just asked in the live chat on Instagram, will there be social distancing wearing the mask? And as the Rav said, we have to keep all the chukim. And we also have a mask. Anyone is welcome to see. We have it on our sites. And you're welcome to get a mask from Brez of Israel, even with the Brez of Israel logo, if you prefer that. Or you can have I love everyone. That's what I, how we're translating it, because we love everyone. Okay, Rav, we'd like another question, please. I'm going to ask another question that is regarding Uman Rosh Hashanah. Because of what's happening this year, they say that it might be more expensive than other years. I'm under a tight financial situation due to the coronavirus. Does that mean that I still have to do everything in my power to go to Uman, even if it costs me more than I expected. You're right. The question is a good question. <laughs> but on Rosh Hashanah, it's determined how much money you'll get during the year. <laughs> and if they see that you yourself made such an effort to make sure that the people going to Uman Rosh Hashanah, to Rabbi Nachman Abresov's gravesite, is the biggest group of people that came in all the other years, Rabbi Nachman Abresov said that the expenses of traveling on his shoulders. You can literally see that. People who believe in what Rabbi Nachman says, every single year they tell me miracles of how they managed to get the money, how the money was paid back to them, the money that they spent on traveling to Uman Rosh Hashanah. A person who is standing trial on something very complicated, very intricate. True, in previous years I took a lawyer, it cost me some money, but this year is going to cost me more. And a person wants to go to trial without this good, exceptional lawyer. This is the point that people don't understand. They don't understand. Rosh Hashanah is the day of judgment. It's the day that determines how your whole life is going to look like. Rabbi Nachman Abresa promised that those who come to him he will be merited in the judgment. He will come out righteous, he, his wife, his children. We're all going to meet in Rosh Hashanah and Uman. Amen. Amen. I mean, personally, I've been three times and I had the schus to be with the Rav every year. The big schus to be by Rabbi Nachman. But also, Eliezer was always a big chizuk for me. <coughs> Through all the years, always going to Uman since I met him in Yeshiva, come out, yeah? Uh, yeah, Every yeah, year. yeah. Boch Hashem, over 20 years. Uh, yeah, 18, 19. 18, 19, so amazing. And always I watched the Nisim, how he got the money and this and that. Made it and with the Shalom Bias. Even had a baby on Rosh Hashanah. Yeah, yeah. Hashanah, a Yelich Yeshli. Say in English as well. The, my son. Uh, <laughs> he was going to be. Twelve years ago, mm-hmm. I asked Rav Arush <laughs> if I should go because the doctor said your wife will give birth on Rosh Hashanah. Don't go. Rav, Rav Arush said, "Sa, yetov." As Nasati, the and on Rosh Hashanah, she gave birth to my first boy. 
after three girls. The Rav says he himself is going to start translating because he understands most English that is spoken to. And the bar mitzvah soon? And the bar mitzvah this year. So, Odpam Nisayon im Linsola. Another year of a test whether I should. Can I ask? That's why Hashem brought you to this year. Can I ask a question? Uh, a question also on Rosh Hashanah. I heard that who travels to Uman for Rosh Hashanah, when he returns, he has to be in Bidud 14 days. So that means I will be davening Yom Kippur in my house. So that's not a Sheila of Halacha. No, it's a Sheila that's a very important question. Going to Rosh Hashanah, we go to Rosh Hashanah. Now the question is, the person is going to come back. <laughs> and if he has to be for 14 days in isolation, <laughs> so what's going to happen on Yom Kippur? It's a very important question. Really and truly, there are two answers to that question. The first answer is you have to have absolute imuna faith in what Rabbi Nachman of Breslov says. Rabbi Nachman of Breslov said you must go to him for Shoshana. His biggest student, Rabbi Nathan of Breslov, said that even if he knows that the whole way to Rabbeinu is paved with knives, which means we're talking here about mortal danger, he is more afraid not going to Rosh Hashanah to Rabbi Nachman of Breslov than staying home. <laughs> When you have absolute immunity, there's no question. If they say to a person, you're going to get a billion dollars. But you've got to sit for 14 days in isolation. In Rosh Hashanah, even Yom Kippur has already been sold for you. Rabbi Nachman Abresov said that in Rosh Hashanah, he writes and signs everyone that comes to him, to Uman, immediately he writes him in the Book of Life. It's already signed. So a person that has absolute faith in what Rabbi Nachman Abresov said, even if they say to him, you've now got to lose a thousand dollars, sit in isolation, it's nonsense, it means nothing for him. The second answer. <laughs> what did we just now say? What did you just now sing, Rabbi at the beginning of the, the beginning of the program? That Hashem is prayer. Pray! You'll see eye to eye that you'll have a Yom Kippur that you never had in your whole life. There's so many ways we can find solution. Maybe, maybe people, all these different people who need isolation, will gather together under permission, of course, in a yard and pray together and have their Yom Kippur prayers as a group together. Everything will work out. As long as you have Rosh Hashanah in your pocket. Rabbi 
I don't understand these questions. Rosh Hashanah is something so incredible, so immense that we can't even perceive. There's no question. If it was something that you could say, well, you know, it's measurable, then you can start considering, is it worth it? Should I? Shouldn't I? Rosh Hashanah is something we can't even perceive. It is so great. There are no questions whatsoever about the importance of being in Rosh Hashanah in Uman by Rabbi Nachman's holy gravesite. I believe in full, true and complete that this Rosh Hashanah is the Rosh Hashanah that's going to bring the redemption, the Geula. There's never been such a Rosh Hashanah with so many prayers. We have students in my yeshiva that have already done 30 hours of each boy to do some prayer and just on this issue. And maybe even more. Every single day they do another hour, another hour. We really need to count how many hours they've done. Every single day we have a chain of prayer that doesn't stop. 24 hours of prayer just on Uman Rosh Hashanah. Rosh Hashanah with such prayers and preparations. No one should miss this Rosh Hashanah. It's not worth your while. Even if you didn't pray that much. Because, because we have prayed so much. You should know that this presence is going to be given out that were not given out any year. No one go missing. No one missed this Rosh Hashanah. It's not worth it. <laughs> not worth it whatsoever. <laughs> Presents are going to be given out. Ooh. I think we need to change the title of the class to <laughs> Uman with the Amuna song. I think Uman is a fundamental part of Tubab this year, preparing now six weeks till Uman Rosh Hashanah, please God, and we should be meritorious, and we hope that we can provide some, some tools. We, we posted a video from Gedalia Fenster to a few friends of ours who's offering some help for the Americans to get to Uman, and I'm sure there's other ways. Everybody's, thank God, together helping each other, and uh, please God, we'll put up another video of Gedalia as well on our network. We'd love to have him here in person and all the other friends that we have. But until then, we would like to hear more from Eliezer Kosman, uh, Kosoy, also known as, <laughs> and uh, respect to the family as well. Maybe you'll play another song. Oh, if you oh. have another question, you're welcome to ask. But I just want to say a little anecdote uh, that I remember. Um, we were in Yeshiva together in Osamer, and Eliezer, thank God, he agreed to continue. We used to play together, and he's on the left, I'm on the right. We used to sing together, Baruch Hashem. But one of the things that gave me a lot of chizik, he'd take all the Nakudas Tovas from all the Svarim that we learned, and he would write them out in big letters on paper and stick them around the room till the whole dormitory of that building was filled up with settler, with papers of chizik all around for everybody to get chizik from, so that we'd all get that inspiration. And I remember all his books, everything's underlined and... Is, you know, all these years, Baruch Hashem. So we thank you for joining us. Thank you. And we want people to take part in all your music because that's where we see it comes out in the best way. You have to enjoy the music. So check out Eliezer Kosoy on Spotify and YouTube and everywhere. We're putting him now on Instagram, all three albums, Baruch Hashem, Yatmin all to bring out the light from the darkness. And we'd like to hear another song. Let's go. Oh, 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 okay. Here's another song that I'm missing. The Amuna song. Eliezer is also featuring on our collaboration album the, the opening video. Okay. That's it. United Soul. Here it is. Where? Oh. oh. Album. <laughs> Here it is. Here we go. And he has a song there which is an, uh, very uplifting. So let's hear what he's going to sing first. Okay. Time. This song, uh, uh, I, I, I have a big schut. Uh, I was in Uman and somebody told me to meet a man <clears throat> called uh, Rav David Briesel. So I, I learned with him Sefer Shomer Emunim, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and the, this song is from uh, something of the Baal Shem Tov. Okay, it's called Siva HaBaal Shem Tov.
We want to thank also Jonas and Hill for all those years playing together in the last two albums with Eliezer. I'm sure he helped by being a fellow Elion musician, and uh, we miss him being here. Please, when another time will come, we'll bring Jonas and maybe bring even more musicians. Make a whole balagan here. But right now, Hashem, with social distancing, keeping it simple and uh, very sincere. Thank you so much for your music. You. We would last, like to end off maybe with one more question if the Rav or Eliezer, either of you, would like to please honor us with a final question for the Rav for this seventh class of Munna questions. Uh, I'd like to ask a question, a relevant question for today for Tuba Av, and I'm going to combine two questions. Right. People are asking, people who are not married yet, and people who are already married, what is the most important thing to daven for if I want to find my spouse for Sholom Bais? The main point for everyone to know, both those who are married and both those who are not married yet, is to know that everything depends on your personal work. There's no such thing as an unsuccessful 
בלי עבודה רוצים שלום בית. ברגע שהבן אדם רוצה לעבוד, גם יהיה לו קל למצוא את הזיווג, כי הוא לא מפחד שיהיה לו, הוא יודע שבחיים יהיה לו ניסיונות, יהיה לו קשיים, יהיה לו כל מיני בחינות בכל החיים שלו עם הניסיונות, אז הוא לא מפחד. When you're willing to work to improve yourself, then you won't have difficulty finding your spouse because you're going to know you're going to have trials and difficulties in your life. You're not going to be afraid of them because you're willing to work and self-improve. There's no reality of having shalom bias, of having domestic peace without working and improving yourself. And we're talking about an everyday job. אז לכן השם חנן אותי לכתוב סבר בגלל השלום לגברים בלבד. That's why השם graced me to write a book on שלום בייס, the garden of peace for men only. וחומות נשים לנשים בלבד. And women's wisdom for only for women. אם כל אחד לוקח את הספר שלו, לא צריכים לא מדריכים ולא יועצים, לא צריך, זה לא עולה כסף. And if everyone just takes the books, you don't need guides, you don't need counsels, it doesn't cost money, you take the books and you start working with them. Take the books and start working with them. Why are people afraid? Many times we can see that people break up a relationship. Why? Because they realize they're going to have to have some work here. There are things that don't exactly fit and they're afraid. You always need to remember. The Holy Ari said, there is no such reality that you are going to get married. Whether you're a man, whether you're a woman, with someone who is not your true spouse. If you got married, that means that you're soulmates. You don't say no. And you, where we're referring to the women or to the men, do not say no. If there's no real good reason. We need to work on ourselves, we need to improve ourselves. Getting married is self-improvement. Even those who thought they met the perfect soulmate. If they won't work on themselves on a daily basis. That's what we talk about, love. in the first sight <laughs> and divorced on the second sight <laughs> there is no reality of shalom bias of domestic peace without both sides working on themselves Chazal gave us rules for every single thing in our lives and especially for shalom bias And our sages say that if you work hard and you find something, believe in it. If you find something without working hard fit, don't believe in it. A person should pray that he should have the books that I wrote even before he gets married. Start learning them. Start praying. Start already working on improving yourself. And then you'll find your soulmate quickly. That is something that is absolutely certain. Someone who I know was 35 years old. He said to me, what am I going to do? I'm not finding my soulmate. I told him, get the book, The Garden of Peace. Start learning it intensely and properly. Start working on improving yourself. You finish the book, you're going to get married. 
The people asked him, what about, your, what about your soulmate? Have you found your spouse yet? And he said, I have another 200 pages to go. People didn't understand what he's saying to them. What do you mean 200 pages? What about getting married? And then he used to say another 70 pages. It's exactly as I said to him. He's already married, he has children, and it's not just to him. I said it to many people. They did what I told them, they finished the book, and they found their soulmate. Today, on Tuba'av, Every one of you should decide that you want to work on improving yourself. The will itself to work and to improve yourself is already opening the gates of marriage. Good luck. Amen. We want to thank you again for tuning in. Everyone should share the classes of the Rav. Please get your guitar ready. We'd like to end off with a happy nigam. Maybe the, the Simchas Beis Shreven nigam from the Rav. I know you have it in your new album, Matt Minot Eliezer. Please check it out, Matt Minot Eliezer. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you, thank you. Please join us next week. Thank we have you, a class uh, or uh, vacation. This is the question. Thank you. Arab, Arab, Shavu Abba, yes, Shiu, or Shiesh Kofesh? Lama. Yom Shlishi, but. The Rav. The Tori Barab? The Today already, from, 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 from this morning, my wife and my children have already gone on vacation. And I told them, I can only go on vacation after this class. I am not giving this class out to anything. So with the help of Hashem, I am going to meet them up north. And Hashem will give me strength and health. And Hashem will merit me to drive to the Shear. In my world, the Shearim are first place. Okay. And Hashem will merit us and give us health and we will meet next week. Amen. Thank you, Thank you, Robert. Thank you, Thank you, Thank you, Thank you, Thank you, Thank you,